We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time to talk politics. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to the show after a rather boring first hour. No, it was actually... It was actually we. I think we broke the station that first hour, and I apologize again to Tim uh, Tim Wenger. Uh, we broke the text board, we broke the phone lines. Uh, it was uh, it got pretty hot. But you Kevin, know what? I think uh, I think that's the purpose of this show. People with different views can talk. It's the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. It's the Volkswagen of Orchard Park. Got to get that out board. there. Well, now you're going to get the UAW mad at me for you know these these foreign uh, uh, car uh, car makers getting in here. Anyway, this hour, I'm glad we have uh, Stefan Mahailu, Erie County Controller here. We'll be talking to him. Helping me with the questions will be Ryan Whalen from Spectrum uh, News' Capital Tonight program. Also, Dave Graber, uh, the, the the rather young-looking Dave Graber. I complimented you. I, I didn't recognize you with a hat on. You look like, you know, you're you're the kid de- delivering the newspaper. I thought he was the janitor. I didn't want to let him <laughs> yeah, in the building. Yeah, Listen, he, this is radio, so I don't have to uh, dress up, as it were. No, but apparently you shaved and you, you I made didn't yourself... Shave. You look a lot younger. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, Stefan, let's let's get right to it. I mean, uh, uh, you were in the thick of this New York 27 thing, replacement for Chris Collins. Of course, it didn't happen. I was talking, I, I, I hope he doesn't mind, uh, Eddie Rath, my colleague on the Erie County Legislature. I made a comment to him the other day when we were downtown. I said, you know, it must have been terrible uh, having to drop everything, go to all these meetings and, and everything. And it was it was all for naught. You know, if it were a case where I spent my summer on this and they picked someone else and not for not me, I would have said, well, okay, you know, I, I knew that going in. But this was a case where there wasn't even a job to campaign for, and you spent all this time. I know, I, I know if, if I have a meeting coming up next week uh, that I don't know about right now, then I got to explain to my wife, I got to explain to kids, I got to say, you know, I'm sorry, I got to be there. And then there's, you know, that's, that's no fun. Um, and, and I should mention that my wife is normally okay with that. We celebrated Get our 39th, 39th anniversary yesterday, 39 Congrats. great years. Hey, my anniversary is tomorrow. Well, congratulations. God bless Congratulations, Ashley. but don't try to dodge the question with that. <laughs> uh, tell me about this New York 27 experience. I mean, do you feel do you feel that like it was a it was a waste of time? No, anyone who says that is absolutely silly. You know, I always say there's a support group in life for people who don't get what they want. It's called everybody. Uh, but but it wasn't a matter of not getting what you want. It was it wasn't there to be gotten. It's the hand that we were dealt. So right now we have to focus on getting Chris Collins elected in Congress. Right now, the election's about a radical liberal progressive like Nate McMurray, who despises President Trump. Uh, despite his rhetoric, he always says that Donald Trump is a con artist, he's a racist, he's destroying democracy, or uh, a Republican that's going to support a second round of tax cuts and tariffs uh, that hurt Americans, like uh, the free trade agreement that you saw in the campaign commercial that Nate McMurray fought for. He fought for exporting American jobs to China and Korea, and now he's being called out for it, and he doesn't like it. So as far as New York 27 is concerned, uh, yes, you know, I threw my hat in the ring as, as a potential candidate. Chris Collins is on the ballot. 
And now we have to make sure that we keep that seat red and away from a radical progressive like Nate McMurray. Ryan Whalen from Spectrum News' Capital Tonight has a follow-up question. Stefan, I'm not incorrect. You used to work with Chris Collins. Yeah, I worked for Chris Collins. Absolutely. Um, Did you have any conversations with him when you were going through this process? Hey, are you planning on being on the ballot or not? Yeah, I had many conversations uh, and communications with Chris Collins. Uh, I worked for him. And... Obviously, I'm not going to betray private conversations, but most of it had to do about my family and his family. And so when it comes to New York 27, I had the blinders on. I was potentially running as a candidate, uh, but uh, Chris did what his lawyer said to do, and that's stay on the ballot. And so now, you know, we, we always talk about guess what, now what? Well, guess what? Chris Collins on the ballot. Now what? As a Republican, we need to keep the seat red from a President Trump hating liberal extremist or uh, Chris Collins, who supports the president's agenda of cutting taxes and imposing tariffs uh, that Nate McMurray really fought for, a free trade that exported jobs to China and Korea. Dave Graber, Channel 4. I think they're all good questions, and this is obviously a pertinent talk, uh, topic, but are we doing a disservice to this by uh, acting like and using and putting these questions in the past tense? This thing is not over. Um, you know, you, you're, you're out in, in 27 talking to folks, attending barbecues and shaking hands and kissing babies and that kind of thing in the event that he comes out the victor on november 6th we still don't know what's going to happen there's still a possibility that this thing could be kicked back to the county gop and this process starts all over again right i mean we're not we shouldn't be exclusively talking about this in the past tense i can tell you right now from the conversations i've had chris collins is going to serve uh, and i firmly believe that he is going to win this race uh, and so right now the sole focus for chris collins and other republicans is the election whatever happens after that he's got to deal with that after election day but for now uh, Republicans have to have a sole focus of keeping that seat red. You know, and, and Nate McMurray talks a big game, uh, but he is a radical progressive who despises the NRA. Nate McMurray called the NRA homegrown terrorists and says that anyone who supports the NRA, you're a coward. Uh, Chris Collins supports the Second Amendment. Nate McMurray does not. Again, can you imagine anyone in New York 27 listening right now? Nate McMurray called the NRA homegrown terrorists. And so I think we need to support that Republican candidate, and that candidate's Chris Collins. Dave Graber with another follow-up. Do you think that there is a certain segment, despite the fact that this is the reddest district in the state, do you think there's a certain segment that the county GOP or all the GOP in 27 have to convince voters to kind of hold their nose when they vote? Because the reality is he is under indictment. The potential of him to win, obviously, is great just because of the number of Republicans in this district. But do you think you have to convince people to hold their nope. nose as they cast their ballot? All you need to do is listen to Nate McMurray. Uh, you're going to see very soon where he talks about Medicaid for all, that he supports single payer. Well, guess what? Under the Bernie Sanders plan of single payer, Nate McMurray wants to increase government spending by almost 33 trillion dollars. Uh, there's going to be more money on single payer spending, uh, more double uh, when it comes to domestic and military spending. Taxes will be doubled. Uh, there's a group of 8.5 million seniors over the age of 65 who will receive less health care and higher taxes. So no, I don't think it's it's that case at all. I think it's a case of you know, the voters of New York 27 are conservative, they're Republican, uh, and they're not going to vote for a radical progressive extremist uh, uh, that Nate McMurray is. You know, look at that campaign commercial uh, where he actually fought to ship jobs overseas. 
and he can whine and cry all he wants about this negative well, ad. Well, that was Collins's campaign commercial, and that's not really what he was saying in Korean, as I understand. I don't speak Korean, but, from but, to, but what but I understand. Take Nate McMurray's own words. Nate McMurray, in his own words, talking about that free trade ag- agreement. Nate McMurray's mm-hmm. own words. It was overwhelmingly favorable to Korea. Mm-hmm. Quote Nate McMurray. Things continue to look really good for Korea and not so hot for the U.S. That was October 22nd, 2012. The U.S., the United States lost 95,000 jobs. October, where, where was that from? Nate McMurray used to write a blog. And okay, he, he all was, right. That was on his was, blog. So it was, was his own words. His own words. He was proud one, of the fact. Hold on one second. He was proud of the fact that 95,000 American jobs were lost and 200,000 Korean jobs were added. One more question before the break, and that question comes from me, Steph. Um, Bob, uh, um, um, Bob McCarthy, in his weekly column for the Buffalo News this uh, this morning, uh, says that you were out in Geneva recently at a fishing derby or something. He, no. Does that indicate that you're, you know, you're thinking, well, uh, you know, maybe I'm still in this New York 27 thing next year? No, I have a great... Trying to make friends, or I, are you, you just catching fish? Over the process. <laughs> Both? Both. <laughs> Not catching fish. Yeah. No, over the process, I became uh, very close with the eight county chairs, obviously Erie County being the, uh, the largest one. Uh, Trish Turner is the GOP chair in Livingston County. My brother lives in Canandaigua. I travel there often. Uh, and Trish invited me to the GOP dinner uh, where Chris Collins got a standing ovation. Now, Chris Collins spoke, and they gave him a standing ovation uh, when it comes to that dinner. So, yes, I was invited just, by the chair, and I went. Just one more, one more quick thing about New York 27. After the break, we'll, we'll shift to Erie County. Um, you know, as I said, I had this conversation with Eddie Rath about, you know, you know he actually gave up a vacation in New York City with his, uh, with his wife and Outer kids. Banks. Huh? I, my car was packed. My yeah. wife Ashley and I and Mia and, were leaving and, you know, for the outer like, banks. But but in addition to that, there was some some harm done. I mean, there 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 were some dust ups. There was the one between you and Carl Palladino when when Carl had some, you know, his frustration. I think I think with you and 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 he thought that he should be the guy. And point of fact, there was nothing to run for. But I mean, there was some there was some irreparable harm there done. Not only in that relationship, but in in others, weren't there? No, I I, I fundamentally disagree. I, I saw Carl Palladino at an event i shook his hand uh i wished him well he wished me well it's politics yeah it's it's politics and and the hand that we were dealt at that time was there's going to be a potential seat open for new york 27 well well, it's politics and that's what this show is about and when we return from the break we'll talk more about politics i'm kevin hardwick you're listening to hardline on news radio 930 wben and welcome back to the program kevin hardwick here until the uh the top of the hour Sitting here with Dave Graber of Channel 4, Ryan Whalen of Spectrum News, and Erie County Controller Stefan Mahilo. Stefan, I said we were going to move on to talk about the county executives race next year, uh, but then uh, 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 Dave Whalen, uh, Dave Whalen, <laughs> Ryan Whalen, yeah, sorry, I, I think of them they together. They look alike today. Ryan, Ryan Whalen, uh, who, is, uh, who is much younger and stronger than me, insists on asking you another question about New York 27. Sure. So I've, I've got to defer to him. Ryan. When I ask a nice long question about New York 27, um, because I, I hear some things from you, and I want to know if it's just campaign rhetoric or you actually believe it, because let's go through some of the points here. He said that Nate McMurray is against the Second Amendment. As we pointed out during the break, he's a gun owner. He said that Nate McMurray is a vote for Nancy Pelosi. I don't know if he said that today. But and he, he actually that and he actually did vote for let Nancy me, Pelosi in 2004. One. Let me finish this one. Because Nate, on the record, said he will not vote for Nancy Pelosi as leader. He said that Nate McMurray is a vote to impeach the president. Nate, on this program, 
said that that is not a priority for him. But he didn't say he wouldn't do it, and and I think that's a a position. How can you say one way or another? He has said right now, I will not do it. If all things considered now, I'm not doing it. But that wasn't a definitive, I will never do it. And and I wouldn't expect anyone to say that. The term is radical, liberal, progressive, right? Absolutely. Are we building... Uh, a fear case against a hypothetical liberal candidate, or is this stuff that you actually believe about Nate McMurray? Here are the facts. In 2004, Nate McMurray was registered to vote in San Francisco's 8th Congressional District, Nancy Pelosi's district. I wonder who he voted for in 2004. Uh, If he is victorious, which he will not be, he'll have a vote for either Kevin McCarthy or Nancy Pelosi for Speaker. As far as the Second Amendment is concerned, don't take my word for it. Listen to Nate McMurray. He called members of the NRA and the NRA uh, domestic terrorists. Now, he's trying to portray himself as a pro-Trump candidate, but he called Donald Trump a con artist and a racist. He's promoting Bernie Sanders' Medicaid for All, which will cost $33 trillion, uh, and taxes will double on seniors. Uh, he talks about uh, the fact that, oh, there's such a horrible campaign ad for uh, with when it comes to me exporting jobs to China and Korea. Well, guess what? Nate McMurray fought for this free trade agreement that cost Americans 95,000 jobs and shipped our American jobs, 200,000 of them, to China and Korea. So don't take my word for it. This guy actually called George Washington terribly flawed and Andrew Cuomo humble. I don't take his judgment over anyone's, and that's why I'm voting for Chris Collins. I've also heard him say some not-so-nice things about Andrew Cuomo. Agreed. He called called Andrew Cuomo humble and George Washington terribly flawed. Let's let's move on, talk about next year's county executive race. Of course, um, prior to all this— Are you running? I am not running. No, no, no. I will. Have you heard of anyone I, else who I, might I, run? I may be running for re-election for my seat uh, if I survive after the first hour of this show today. Anyway, um, you, you know, you were being uh, groomed as the Republican candidate against Mark Polencars before all this New York 27 stuff came up. Where do things stand now? Do you see yourself, assuming Chris Collins gets re-elected, assuming he, you know, serves his term, um, do you see yourself running for county executive next uh, next year? It's a great question. It's a very fair question under the circumstances. You know, the entire political universe was shattered uh, when the circumstances of Chris Collins came forward, especially in August. So up until then, uh, I was giving the race for county executive serious consideration. Uh, and I would I told our party that I would make a decision uh, at the beginning of next year. Uh, I don't know. Right now, my sole focus is being the best controller uh, as possible. And then after November, I'm going to have a long talk with my wife, Ashley, our daughter, Mia. We have a newborn son at home uh, who's seven months old, who, thank God, looks like Ashley. Uh, And then we'll take uh, stock there. But uh, I don't know at this point in time. I may stay as county controller the next three years and go back to the private sector. Maybe Beamer and I can host a a radio show on WBEN. But I honestly and truly, I, I, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> don't uh, don't 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 make Beamer's head any bigger than it is already. He's uh, he's got that Virginia Tech victory yesterday. He's riding high on that. And I'm not. I, and but our Syracuse Orange Dave, lost Dave, to Clemson. Dave Graber, are you satisfied with that? You want to follow up on that for me? I guess my question is, what would you need to do? You think should you enter the race to win? I mean, obviously New York 27 is gerrymandered all over the place, and it cuts into making it the reddest district. You would have to then deal with Erie County, which of course has the city of Buffalo and other very heavily Democratic areas. What do you think you would need to? know to, to to beat someone like polling cars uh take a look at the convention center 
wanting to raise taxes to spend potentially $450 million on a new convention center. Yet, for all of you listening that drive the roads in Erie County, are you happy with the conditions of your roads? There's potholes everywhere. You know, this is an individual that can't even maintain roads properly and fix potholes, yet wants to throw $450 million for a new convention center and will raise taxes to do so. You know, I would have to, right? You would have to raise taxes to to generate that kind of $450 million. uh, It's going to have to come from somewhere. And unfortunately, taxes will be raised in Erie County if Mark Polencars gets his way and spends $450 million on a new convention center. Convention center is something I want to follow up on after the break, which is coming up in about a minute and a half, and and we'll get into that. Um, Ryan, do you have a question for Stefan? You know, I've seen you with uh, Erie County Republican Chairman Nick Langworthy up on stage, and Nick has introduced you as the next county executive, right? Um, I also know that this New York 27 process was uh, one that was difficult for a lot of people, just with everything going on, people vying for it. I don't know if there were any grudges built out of that. if you go in and decide you want to run for county executive, do you believe you still have the unequivocal support from the party? Absolutely. I think the one thing that Nick Langworthy is incredible at is candidate recruitment. So uh, if I decide uh, to either run for Congress or stay as controller, I've not made a decision yet, uh, Nick Langworthy will find a phenomenal candidate, whether it's me or someone else, to run against Mark Poland cars, whether it's our Republican bench or someone from the private sector. You know, I came out of nowhere in 2012. I didn't announce my candidacy until the end of May, early June of 2012. So our party will be in phenomenal shape. Uh, to take on Mark Poland cars in November, whether that's me or another candidate, uh, in the same way that we're going to have phenomenal legislature candidates in 2019 as well. Like Kevin Hardwick. There you go. I, I waited there for that. There was the pause. I waited for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to wait as long as it took. Listen, we have to take a break now. Uh, uh, we got Neil McMahon standing by with the news headlines. When we come back, we'll talk about that convention center and other issues with Stefan Mahilo, Erie County Controller. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Okay, welcome back to the program. Kevin Hardwick here hosting uh, for the next minute or so. I'm going to turn the program over to someone else uh, shortly. Got Stefan Mahailu here, uh, Erie County Controller. I said we're going to go to some county issues. We've got uh, Ryan Whalen from Spectrum, uh, Spectrum's Capital Tonight here uh, helping with the questions. But I'm going to turn the program over to uh, Dave Graber of Channel 4 because he needs all the anchor uh, experience he can get. Uh, he uh, he's gonna he's gonna run the program for a few minutes because uh, I think he during the break we established that he has some questions for me also in my role as a county legislator as well as Stefan Mahilu. So Dave, take it away. I think I'm really curious about the logistics of this convention center. I don't think there's anybody in all of Erie County that disagrees with the fact that we need a new facility. Whether or not we're losing millions of dollars uh, based on. Um, events and things being turned down because of its antiquity, if you will. Uh, the question is, what would the logistics be for getting a new convention center? Would it require a referendum? Would people get a vote, or could it just be pushed through? I feel very strongly that there should be a referendum on the ballot in 2019 and let the taxpayers decide whether or not the people of Erie County should spend $450 million on a new convention center. Mark Polencars is going to fight that. 
He does not want a referendum on the ballot next year. I am all about democracy in action, letting the people of Erie County decide. Now, people should have the decision directly in a referendum next year. Uh, and the county executive claims it's illegal. I think he's wrong. Uh, the county executive is petrified of this going to a ballot member measure next year because he knows it will die. People do not want their taxes raised to spend $450 million on a new convention center that some people may argue we do not need. Uh, so I think, I feel very strongly there should be a referendum, let the people decide, and it's unfortunate that Mark Polonkars does not want the people of Erie County to vote on it. But but what I'm hearing you say is there is an option. In other words, it could go the referendum way where the people get the chance to vote on it and or it could go through the legislature and then it could be passed. Yeah, I'm sure the county executive is going to try and enforce this down the throats of the legislature and let them vote up or down. But I think power to the people. Let the people of Erie County decide in 2019 as a ballot measure whether or not taxpayers should foot the bill for a $450 million convention center. As a legislator, Kevin, what would you feel about that? Do you want the power to, to, to vote on an issue well, like this with this much of a potential tax increase? Well, here's the thing. We don't we don't know the details of the plan. First of all, in terms of a referendum, we, we might be able to have a referendum. It would only be advisory in nature. It would not be binding. I mean, that much is, is clear. Uh, whether we could have an advisory referendum or not, I'm, I'm not sure. I think that might be a good idea. But first, we would know have to know more of the details, whether we would be able to do that next year or not. I'm not sure. Look, I don't think I am going to vote or any legislator is going to vote for $450 million in new taxes. However, depending on the deal we get, I mean, the estimate is $350 million or so for a new convention center. If the state comes in and says, you know, we'll spend uh, $300 million of that 50, uh, $350 million, and now we're only talking about a 50 million dollar investment you know the return on that investment might make sense we'd have to we'd have to run the numbers that's why i say i'm not ready to commit one way or another on this i think uh, i think you and your question i think the premise was correct everybody agrees you know, if we're going to be in the convention center, we need a new convention center. Uh, the question is, do we want to, you know, what's the cost of that? And specifically, what's the cost of us? I don't have any problem letting New York State pay for that. And you can make the case, well, we're all New York State taxpayers. But you and I both know where New York State income tax, which would pay for that, where the lion's share of that comes from. And it comes from Wall Street, because that's where that's where the money is. I mean, I think I, I, I think if People aren't. I, I think most listeners to this program uh, know that you know where the money comes from through income tax in New York State is is New York City, not not Erie County. But we're having a discussion about spending four hundred and fifty million dollars yeah. on a new convention center, and this is a county executive well, that can't even fix potholes. And 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 the other thing we're going to have a discussion shortly on about spending money about it, within the time same time frame, which I think you cannot consider this in a vacuum. You have to link the two, which the county executive was a little bit reluctant to do, um, is to uh, is to talk about the stadium, too. What are we going to do about the Bill Stadium? I mean, uh, are we building a new one? I think most of us would like to say, you know, renovate the old one. Uh, but again, the state will have an involvement in that, too, just like they have an in, had an involvement with the last lease. I mean, the state poured a lot of money in here. It wasn't like we were raising money to keep the bills here all in Erie County. The state helped a lot in lot in that. And that's my question for you guys. Um, you know, my friend from Cleveland often talks about how the, the stadium in Cleveland basically doubles as a convention center. When the game's not there, they bring in the home shows, they bring in the boat shows, they bring in the conventions, and they have it right on the field. Um, how, how can you have this kind of study 
without consideration of a stadium. You're not the state's not going to sell out three hundred million dollars next year for a convention center. And then five hundred million for a well, stadium. That, and why five, do right? you're right? It's a great question. Why do it piecemeal? Why are we talking about well, two separate projects? I, and and that's why I think voters I, should have the decision in a referendum. Can, I think you can have two separate projects. You can have a stadium and you can have a convention center. But when you talk about the financing and the raising taxes and all of that, you have to you have to somehow link the two, which I think is lacking now. But again, I think I think that's that we're we're early in the process, and I think we can uh, we can discuss that some more. At the end of the day, by the way, Dave, I think you're doing a great job of anchoring. There may be a future in this for you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. No, I, I just I, I think I'll, I'll close on this point by just saying the people should have the final say. There should be a referendum on the ballot November 2019 on whether or not people want their taxes raised to spend $450 million on a new convention center. And, and, and I might not have a problem with that, but I think we ought to be able to tell the people how much they might have them raised. If we just put it on blank check, well, we're going to raise $400 million. I, I think everybody will vote against that. But if we say if there's a plan on the on the table that says, hey, the state is going to come in and they're going to spend this much and this is how much we would have to spend, you know, you would you would have to it, it would have to be an informed choice that the people are making. Uh, and again, like I say, because of the laws of New York State, it would only be advisory in nature. But I don't think that should preclude us from going ahead and doing something like that uh, if it's if it's possible, because, you know, they, they, they are the people and we do answer to them. Listen, we're going to take a break a little bit early now. Uh, and then after the break, we're going to take some of your phone calls. In fact, we got a full bank of callers, so don't call in now. If you're on the phone, we'll try. If you're on holding, we'll try to get to you. Uh, uh, Stefan Mahailu is here from the controller's office. Uh, Ryan Whalen from Spectrum News and Dave Graber, the uh, anchor for this segment, uh, doing a great job from Channel 4. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline, your uh, alternative pre uh, uh, Bills game uh, programming here. Uh, by the way, let me uh, plug again one more time. The Clean Air Coalition is having a fundraiser that starts in about 15 minutes. It's at Buffalo Ironworks, 49 Illinois Street, uh, downtown Buffalo, or near the Cobblestone District. Starts at noon around the uh, football game. It's $25 a person, and I hope to be there. Probably hope to leave before kickoff because uh, I'm going to have dinner with my uh, my family. Anyway, I said we'd go to uh, calls. We will just to set the table again. Uh, Stefan Mahailu, Erie County Controller, is here. Dave Whalen uh, from uh, from uh, second Dave time you've done Jeez, that. I've done that again. You know, in Binghamton, where I come from, there was a Dave Whalen in the media, so that's why I'm doing that. He was uh, well. Anyway, Somebody I'll get on photo Dave Graber, Dave Graber from Channel Four, Ryan Whalen. From uh, Spectrum News. It's like Ben Affleck uh, and let's, Jennifer. All right, Lewis. all right, all right. Here we go, guys. Let's uh, let's go go to the phones. Let's go to Kevin in Pendleton. Kevin, thank you for holding. Stefan, you're asking us independents to painfully pinch our noses again. No, I did not. Actually, Kevin asked that question. I didn't say anything about pinching noses. No, that no, was oh, that was Dave Graber. That was let's question. blame him. Oh, Dave, yeah, Dave, you really want us to do that, man? No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not saying anyone should do that. My question to Stefan was, do you expect or do you have to ask voters to pinch their noses and yes. vote for and, a and, and here's my answer of why they should, because Nate McMurray supports Medicare for All, which will increase spending $32 trillion. Nate McMurray called President Trump a con artist and a racist. Nate McMurray called the NRA a homegrown terrorist 
organization, and he fought for a free trade agreement that lost America 95,000 jobs. So I think people have the choice. I'm not telling people how to vote, but they have a vote uh, between someone who's going to support Bernie Sanders' liberal progressive policies or uh, a Republican who's going to vote for a second round of tax cuts and support tariffs that'll hurt countries that have really screwed over Americans. And don't take my word for it. Nate McMurray himself fought for that free trade agreement with Korea. And Nate McMurray himself said it was overwhelmingly favorable to Korea. So that the people can make the decision for themselves. Okay, Kevin, thank you for the question. Let's move on. Let's go to Nick in Lancaster. Nick, welcome to the programming. Welcome to the program. Uh, no, thank you. I, I enjoyed the discussion a little bit earlier on the big ticket items of the county, the potential convention center. And mm-hmm. I'm interested in everyone's perspective on how do we deal with the smaller infrastructure needs of government. I live out in Lancaster, spend a lot of time driving around the southern and eastern part of the county, and there's a lot of roads and bridges that need some work. You know, the tax burden's already about as high as it can go, and just, you know, what's, what's our solution towards prioritizing the spending? Mm-hmm. You know, the things that people in the county, the taxpayers... Like 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 roads, like infrastructure. You're right. You're you're not the only one to feel that way, Nick. Thank you for bringing that up. I'll I'll uh, uh, cut you loose, and uh, you can listen to Stefan on the air. I'll I'll make it quick. Anyone driving on a county road, uh, many of them are closed because they are in such horrible conditions with potholes and crumbling bridges. Are you happy with the conditions of county roads? And if the answer is no then we should not be spending $450 million to increase taxes on the elderly and seniors and taxpayers to pay for a convention center. What if uh, what if we were only spending $50 million for a new convention center? That money should go for roads. Roads, okay. roads, right. roads, and roads. Let's. Uh, any follow-ups, guys? Okay, let's go back to uh, the phones. Let's go to Aaron in Clarence. Hello, Aaron. Hi. Hi. Hi, Mr. Mahailu. Thank you for taking my call. You say Mr. Mahailu and I look for my dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stefan. Thank you. I am just wondering, uh, I live in the 27th District, and uh, do you really think that Chris Collins can beat Nate McMurray, or do you feel that Nate will beat him? And in the event that Chris does win, um, what happens to his constituents in the event that he is paying so much attention to his legal situation? That's a good question. You know, Congressman Collins is going to have to deal with his issues after Election Day. But between now and then, this is a race uh, between a progressive, radical, liberal like Nate McMurray and President Trump. That's what this race really boils down to. Do we want a radical liberal who supports Bernie Sanders' policies of single-payer health care, who basically calls the president a racist uh, and actually compared President Trump to Hugo Chavez, uh, someone who exported jobs to Korea and China, or someone who's going to support a second round of tax cuts? So I think for that reason, Chris Collins will win. Let me me throw this to uh, our guests from the media. Let me get this right. It's Ryan Whalen Wright and and Dave Graber. I don't want to ask you for your predictions of this race, but Aaron asked a good question. Do you really think Chris Collins, who's under indictment, can 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 beat Nate McMurray? What are what are people out there in the know? I mean, you talk to a lot of political professionals and on, on both sides of the political. Um, um, uh, Ryan, what are what are people saying out there? Chris Collins is still the favorite in this race. No, no, yeah, I mean, real clear politics made it a toss up, which kind of left me scratching my head. And they didn't they didn't explain why, and it came at a, a weird time so I'm not sure about that but the Cook's political report took that from likely Republican to lean Republican and the fact that this district as Republican as it is 
is that lean Republican says what people are thinking about this district. This is this is still Chris Collins' race to lose, but I, there's a chance that it'll be close, and it being close will be would be very big deal. Dave, I agree, Dave. Dave what are you, you talked about Democrats and Republicans? I'm sure in the course of doing your job, are are, are Democrats of the uh, of like mind on that? They 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 would love to win, but they don't think it's going to happen, or or do they think there's there's a shot? Oh, I think the the confidence is growing. I mean, Ryan makes a, an excellent point when you look at those two political aggregators or data aggregators. The fact that there is some change in in a district that is the reddest in, in the state of New York is significant enough. Now, would Democrats just be happy to compete where perhaps they have not been able to compete in the past? I don't think so. I think they're obviously playing to win. Are they realistic by saying they think they can win? I don't know. I mean, I think it, it, it it's going to matter a lot with voter turnout. If if the expectation is that a wave of Democrats, you know, not even saying the blue wave or what have you, but just a wave of Democrats comes out and cast ballot, yeah. I don't know. Have they ever in the past? in this area? Right. No, not right, much. Ryan, let me let me follow up with you. During the break, we had a, a little discussion with Stefan about the uh, the future of that district, and eventually it may get gerrymandered out of existence anyway. But in the short term, I mean, if Nate McMurray were to win, there'd be one more election cycle where the district would be the same. Do you think that that would just be a, be a one and done? If Nate McMurray wins, uh, unless he becomes the most popular Democrat in the history of New York 27, you would likely see a Republican probably win. He, he would come up against someone like Stefan or you know, one of the other candidates they were talking about, Carl Pelladino that, that's or what I would David Bellavia yeah. or and Joe Beamer, Beamer, maybe. Joe sure. Beamer. Joe Mr. Beamer. Beamer, in eight seconds, let's listen to that clip where Nate McMurray says he doesn't like Donald Trump. And this is why Nate McMurray is going to lose this election. Let's it, take a listen. And we have a president, and I'll be honest, I'll say it boldly. Some people say, oh, don't talk about the president. People like him. Yeah. Yeah. Bad news. I don't like him. See, and that is... That, ladies and gentlemen, is why Nate McMurray is going to lose in New York 27. Donald Trump is popular. He won that district heavily. And Nate McMurray can run, but he cannot hide from his dislike of Donald Trump. You you, you know, Steph, in in the first half of the show, we had Bill Conrad on from from Tanawanda. And he was on probation uh, and had to serve a one-show suspension for inviting a a guest out to breakfast without inviting me. Now, you're communicating with my producer. (laughs) He's bringing his own sound. Is that allowed? You're communicating without my knowledge. In fact, I think I'm going to put... I brought you Joe, guys you're donuts. not here next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on suspending you week. for a week. I, I want Scott Miller on this show next week. I brought week. you donuts. I didn't know we could bring our own sound. Aye, man. It's radio. Going back. Yeah, Joe, I, I don't want you here next week. It's radio. Right. No, Joe, <laughs> by the way, Joe Joe isn't going to be here next week anyway because he's going to some uh, some uh, uh, peewee football game or something, right? Is that it? Yeah, okay. Real quick, Kevin, though. Yes. And, and this is why these models and these polls matter is the more – Polls and models say that this is a there's a chance that Nate McMurray yeah. can win this race. The more money they're bringing in, and they're still not taking uh, big do, big corporate donations, True. so they are way way behind when it comes to campaign. But it, if a pack decides to come in and run commercials at the end of this, because right now, uh, if if National Democrats are looking at where they're spending their money, are they spending it in New York 27 or are they spending it in Central let, New let, York? Let me ask. Take the the only commercial running right now is that Nate McMurray, anti Nate McMurray one, the one with him speaking Korean. Let me ask Dave Graber uh, and uh, and Ryan Whalen. Uh, from what you hear, is that effective or is it backfiring? I think Ryan makes a good point. Where are they going to focus their money? And if they do focus their money at the national level for this race, it's going but, to move the needle. But but what I'm saying is that commercial that's running now, it's gotten a lot of flack and uh, it's it's made headlines around the country. Do you think it's effective? I, I I would guess that any 
any negative commercial is effective regardless of what people say the, but the are analysts, you hearing otherwise the analysts like you kevin that i've spoke to i think that, that the general consensus is that people uh, think it's effective as yeah. much gonna, as people might be upset it doesn't negative mean, campaigning it, works until absolutely. proven otherwise without it question it doesn't matter what it's what those subtitles say okay honestly it, it, for a lot of people Optics. just seeing nate speaking korean are the people that they want to hit in this commercial it doesn't matter what he's saying. What, what, look, what if but, Steph spoke Ukrainian? Do you think that would have the doc, same effect? Yarozumio. There you go. Oh, 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 man. All right. Let, look, let, let, all let's right. try to squeeze in one more call, at least one more call, maybe two. Uh, let's go to Dave in East Aurora. Dave, thanks for holding. Okay, thank you. How are you all? We're, we're fine. We've only got a couple minutes, though. Okay. My question is toward the single-payer health insurance. Mm-hmm. Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act didn't work. How are they going to justify this, and does that, as a second part, include everything, um, medications? Mm-hmm. And all? I, I will, Dave. I'm going to cut you loose, and we'll throw that question to Stefan. Thank you for calling. Think of it this way: the nonpartisan National Coalition of Healthcare said a substantial number of seniors will be worse off under single payer. Nate McMurray, uh, on his videos and social media, has said. I support single payer, which is pushed by Bernie Sanders. It's going to increase federal spending by $33 trillion and will double the amount of taxes on seniors, period. Steph, what do you what do you think should be done in the area of health care? Not single payer. I can tell you that right now. Is our health care system perfect? No, but it's one of the best uh, in the world. And the fact that you know a guy like Nate McMurray wants socialized medicine, wants the same health care plan that Bernie Sanders is pushing – no, thank you. Uh, time for another question. Anybody got one? We've got one minute left. Yeah, let's go real quickly on the uh, the pay raises uh, that are now before the, the the county. You and I had talked about sort of the the, the process. Uh, this. What is your reaction to how this was brought up? Uh, how it's been moved through, so on and so forth. I think Mark Polencars is trying to pull a fast one on the taxpayers of Erie County. Uh, by law, the charter states the Salary Review Commission should have had open recommendations at the public in view by September 1st. Uh, the county executive, roughly the week before, convened this committee in a rush job. Uh, they missed the deadline to have recommendations by September 1st. Uh, and now it's my understanding the county executive is going to try and shove uh, raises down the throats of the taxpayers and have the legislature vote yay or nay on salary increases for elected officials. Will it increase taxes? I mean, does it have an impact on the voter? I don't think so, but it, it will increase government it, spending. It, it, it is an issue, and we'll be dealing with that, and hopefully we can talk about that on the program soon. I want to thank Stefan Mahailu, your economic controller, for coming in here. Ryan Whalen, Dave Graber also, as always. Joe Beamer, producer, fantastic. Uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, you've been listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WB. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.